and girls season three ladies season three is spooling up you know spooling you hear that sound that's the sound of a good time right there (laughs) we're drinking jack and cokes or no ryan uh, coke ryan coke yeah ryan cokes Good old Ryan. Ryan Ryan coke (laughs) (laughs) great friend of mine is this the uh sagamore rye sagamore how do you say it i don't know What's that? Is this the one that I brought? Or oh yeah, yep, nice, yep, yep. yeah, good Maryland rye. Yeah, compliments of uh, D. That's what that's what they call him. D D. Yeah, my uh, brother's father-in-law. They call him D. Your brother's father-in-law. Yeah. Okay. Wow. How old is he? Uh, he's like my dad's age, probably in his fifties, late fifties, early sixties. I'm sure he's probably. Uh, is he listening? Do you think? I don't know. Probably not. I mean, I'll I'll send it to him and I'll I'll see if he wants to take a listen. I know Tyler sponsor, will be listening. Sponsor of this episode. Yeah, big sponsor. D. D. Yeah. Mr. D. Shout out D for this awesome D E E. I don't know. Or just D. Probably just D. Capital D. Capital yeah. D. Got that big D. You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, yeah. I certainly hope so. <laughs> Guys, we're back with another episode of. Bobby and Andrew are great friends. Just the best of friends. And we're here. We've been great friends for a while now, I I would say. Yeah. All throughout the pandemic. Yeah. All through the pandemic, we've been podcasting. Mm -hmm. We we were podcasting at the beginning. We're podcasting now. Yeah. We've kind of, you know, weathered the storm, so to speak. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. May have had a small break in between, but, you know, what's a few months between friends? Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. We had to focus on our mental health, That's I right, think, man. is what we were Very doing. important. Yeah. Making sure we get enough sleep, you know. But uh, it is so hot up here. <laughs> it's pretty uh, It's really hot. I think <laughs> it is. It was close. It's close to 90 degrees up here in my attic, and I'm starting to break a sweat already. Uh, I've so. been sweating. Yeah, it's a little yeah. toasty. You're like, wearing, you're kind of, you pulled up with a really yeah, wild it. move here, wearing sweatpants, well, all black. <laughs> Attracting as much sun and heat as possible. Well, a okay. So today we're having a Star Wars day. We we just watched the first two prequels, and we're taking yep. a little break doing the the podcast here. And uh, well, the reason I wore sweatpants was I knew we were going to be inside. I wasn't sure on the temperature, so I got shorts underneath. Oh wow! Low key, okay. So I'm prepared. I did but, not know that. Uh, but they You've were perfect to debut for those yet. So that's true. Yeah, but they these sweatpants are perfect for sitting in front of the AC like I have been the past few hours. So. I've been nice and cozy. It's been a good day so far. We've watched Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Yes. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like every time I watch those movies, I pick up something. Yeah, something for sure. New. There's a couple of things uh, that I've been watching where I was like, oh, you know, I never even noticed that like before. And most of it is like plot stuff. But I mean, I just mentioned to you a little bit ago, like when I was a kid, you, you, I didn't like look at the background and stuff. I was always watching what was happening in the foreground. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, now I'm noticing all the cool little like aliens and stuff in the background and stuff and all kinds of like flying cars. You don't really realize. You know what I noticed? So, OK, in the episode we just watched Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. there's Boba Fett, the the young son of Jango Fett. And during the scene where Obi-Wan is like, chasing them in his spaceship and they're going through the asteroid field 
he only speak he like speaks and like yell whisper he's like get him dad oh yeah come on yeah and it's i've I it never really noticed that i was like why isn't he, he should either be yelling or like not saying anything at all it's like yeah but very, it's a weird whisper yell it's like, like a whisper yell like he's yep, trying not exactly. to clip or something yeah yeah and maybe then, we can edit that scene in there so like the audience <laughs> knows what i'm talking about because get him dad get him fire We'll it, do a little cut. Get him, Dad. Yeah. And then he does like a really weird, like he menacing does, laugh that's really yeah. weird. <laughs> he does that like uh, elementary school bully laugh. Like yes, he'll he'll like poke fun <laughs> at you and be like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, those were one. Of, that, that was something that stood out to me in this most recent movie. So yeah, I always thought that actor was a little goofy, but I mean, he is just a kid. Is he yeah. in anything else to your knowledge? No, not in terms of Star Wars. I think he just did that one. Oh, so can you explain to me what happened with the young Anakin actor? Like, oh, you, I don't. You had some more some more details on him. And I mean, I don't know too much about it. I just know he got bullied a lot after the first movie came out, and people yeah. because people were just like uh, upset. Uh, originally when they came out people were super upset that the prequels weren't uh like exactly the same as the originals oh. uh and i know uh obviously they got a lot of flack for jar jar and all that stuff and i know uh but i know the the kid uh jake lloyd got a lot of shit for playing that's his young name, Eric, jake lloyd yeah young anakin jake. i just remembered his name just now i knew wow. I, I knew it had an l in it i wonder what he's do you know what he's doing oh here he is jake lloyd I'm pretty sure American he former actor. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure he doesn't act anymore because years active. He was active till 2002 from 96 till 2002. He's 32 years old. When did Phantom Menace come out? Like, I think 99, I want to say. Let's see. Yeah, Phantom Menace came out in 99. He did one movie in 2000 or two movies in 2001. Die With Me <laughs> and Madison. Die With Me doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, but Madison does. This looks like a really like a shitty indie movie a low budget yeah i mean i'm not surprised that happens to a lot of people where uh they just get tortured basically into not wanting to do what they were famous for doing but yeah in 2012 lloyd explained that his decision to retire from acting in 2001 was due to bullying at school and harassment by the press both in response to his role to the his role in the phantom menace mm. oh in march 2015 police responded to an alleged assault by Lloyd on his mother, Lisa Riley. In a statement to the Indianapolis Metro Police Department, Riley alleged Lloyd arrived at her house and began verbally berating her. He then progressed to physically assaulting her, but she declined to press charges, revealing that Lloyd had been diagnosed with schizophrenia oh, wow. and was not taking his medication at the time. Holy shit, I didn't know any of this. That's crazy. I knew that he got kind of like harassed in school... All the way through college, I think um, he was because he went to film school. I'm pretty sure I heard this at, on another podcast. And yeah. All right. But uh, OK, so tying up loose ends here in January 2020, his family issued a statement saying that he has moved closer to his family and has officially been diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia. Oh, I thought that was going to end like <laughs> on a higher note. I didn't I didn't read the like last half of that <laughs> sentence. So, he is a schizophrenic. Um, wow, that's interesting. Wow, well, I wonder if his role in Star Wars played I'm sure into it that did, and yeah. just like the, con the constant bullying. Well, and the pressures of being a child actor like it 
it affects a lot of people that I've heard about, you know, like a lot of, have you seen, have you seen that movie or documentary? That's what is it called? Like an open secret or whatever about the, uh, uh, child actors that were like, you know, raped and such in, uh, Oh yeah, I mean, I you know I don't actively seek that kind of stuff out. I don't like to watch things that. Yeah, it is disturbing. It is disturb me like that. Yeah, yeah, an open secret is what it's called. But um, about uh, exposing child sexual abuse in the film industry in California. That's crazy. This has taken a really depressing turn yeah. very early on. Talking about Jake Lloyd. Um, yeah. Well, I I didn't realize until I started looking at his Wikipedia page that Jake Lloyd had like a pretty tough life post phantom menace oh yeah for sure that's i mean i mean i just know that from like reading reddit and stuff like it's just been topic of conversation yeah multiple times so he was 10 in during the well he was probably more like eight or nine during the filming of phantom menace Mm -hmm. as an eight or nine year old i would have been totally down to be in star wars oh of course and i'm sure he was at the time yeah he probably thought this was like a dream come true i didn't realize the the flack that he was going to get. And it, I mean, George Lucas shared some of that flack too. Like, especially with like the great, like just Jar Jar in general, just like people just were super unhappy with like the entire, uh, Phantom Menace for some reason when it came out, just cause it wasn't. Yeah. I, I remember feeling that way early on. Uh, like maybe when I was in anywhere from third to, I don't know third grade to like high school mm-hmm. and that and now rewatching it i have a newfound appreciation for right. it and i also want to comment on this with jar jar binks were people like saying that was like a racist character or something like well that there was a lot of that actually like even in the first movie like not just jar jar uh being like a a, a racist interpretation of a character but also the uh like uh, newt gunray and the viceroy like uh, oh. they're just like su- their their accents are super asian and like uh stereotypical uh i actually uh, hadn't heard that one i've heard the jar jar binks one but yeah. um yeah but yeah i mean you know whatever it's so a- you know what the phantom menace had a lot of baggage with it <laughs> i think baggage, it yeah. is what we can kind of boil this down yeah. to i mean look at jake lloyd he just looks like miserable in this photo here oh for sure yeah age 21 lloyd in 2010 i hope he's doing all right the last update we got was uh, January 2020. Yeah, so. we'll we'll be praying for Jake Lloyd for yeah. sure. He was in Star Wars uh, stuff, like post Phantom Menace. Like what? Star Wars Episode One Racer. Never heard of that. Star Wars Episode One Jedi Power Battles. Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds. Oh, these are video games. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Television. Yeah. No. <laughs> He was in ER and The Pretender. Mm. He was in four episodes of The Pretender. I have not watched that. But... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I always liked Jake Lloyd. I'd like to put that on record. Yeah, for I sure. Always I always liked thought, him. I thought it was a I good character. He was a good yeah. guy. Yeah. You could Reminded tell. me of myself when I was that age. He seriously. Well, I think that was the point of his character. Yeah. Was to attract guys like you and I. Yeah, young kids start a next the well, next generation of Star Wars. That's something Wars. too, like uh, um, going along with people getting angry when the prequels came out, how they weren't the way they were when the original movies came out. Um, movie the Star Wars movies are like directed at kids, so they're just gonna make movies for the new generation of children. That's like the whole point of the movies. So yeah, uh, a lot of people don't understand that, but I mean that's the same deal with the the newest movies, the sequels. Like a lot of people don't like them, but they didn't realize that they're made differently because we're in a different generation now. That's like the whole point. Of well, it's like spacing them out. I don't know. 
Well, Star Wars feels a little more refined to me than, and I know this will be a hot take and something you'll probably argue uh, with me with, but or about me, or you'll argue about with me, is uh, a little more refined than the Marvel oh. series, I would say. Refined in what way? Marvel seems like an obvious cash dra- grab. Where I know Star Wars is, I, I understand yeah. that completely, especially more recently, but it seems to have a better like better lore and a better storyline and just like overall a better preserved mm-hmm. uh kind of brand i guess if you want to if you want to really boil it down yeah um i think in this generation for sure obviously marvel's been around way longer than star wars but um it has yeah marvel's been around marvel's a comic book series it's been around since you know like the 30s or something i don't know really? how old it is but it's been around for i knew dc was pretty a super old. long time yeah, yeah. um Batman. i guess uh, superman was the og was he the og i don't superhero? think so. no no um but uh marvel is is uh the movies at least are a series based off of stories that have already been written whereas like star wars was like george lucas came up with the idea of star wars a long time ago wrote some screenplays and then started making the movies and I, that just sort of the thing about Star Wars is like it's a universe that just keeps expanding. We keep finding new ways to to tell stories to the Star Wars universe, whereas Marvel is like set in our universe, you know. So obviously there's like more superheroes and like more fantasy type shit, but it's still based around like our universe. So it's a little bit, uh, I don't know, less fantasized. OK, so you can just make up shit that happens in Star Wars. And that's really cool, whereas Marvel is still kind of you know, clung onto our <clears throat> current world. Yeah. Know. Gravity. Yeah. Shit sure. like that applies. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> if Akron were to have a superhero, what would he be? What would he a look skateboard like? Jesus. <laughs> you remember that guy? Oh, I do remember. He's probably him, the yeah. closest thing Akron has to a superhero. In my opinion, he was a local celeb. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. LeBron's, I guess our superhero. LeBron would be a close one. I'm saying like, if we could create a superhero mm. for Akron, what would his powers be? What would he? I think he would like. It would be like the superhero of like waste management, or like he would he would change all the pipes without having to like make a bunch of construction happen. <laughs> that or sounds whatever. like a a, that would, a Flint, Michigan superhero. Yeah, yeah, changing out all the pipes. Well, he could. He would originate in Akron, but then he could kind of hop <laughs> around, and we he could bring the wealth back to Akron, and we could finally be yeah. building the city up more. You know, he just goes around and lays pipe. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a J.R. Smith esque uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, superhero here. I don't know. Do you agree with that, or do you think, think he would have su- different? I don't know. I don't, he I, or she? I won't discriminate. Oh, that's true. Or they them? Or they them? They they um, might. I'll just say they. It's easier yeah. that way. Just you know? in case. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Akron I, could have the first non-binary uh, superhero. Actually, hold on. Non-binary I feel like there are super. Um, I'm trying to think. The one guy from Watchmen, I don't think is Elliot on on a sunbeam. What? I don't know. Are you talking about um... their identity is non-binary? I just googled non-binary superheroes. Alex Fierro is gender fluid. I don't know any of these, by the way. Oh, there's list of fictional non-binary characters. Acid Storm. I want to Attack on Titan. Hange Zoe, Zoe. I'm I'm trying to remember that character. I don't know. He had a picture. I'm like, let me just like Google image this. Whoops. 
<laughs> that copied from your text message. I googled bacon egg cheese bagel instead of this character. That was a good breakfast. That was a good breakfast. Shout out to Rachel for cooking it up. Yeah, shout out Rachel. You're the best. I'm I'm working on this slowly but surely. Thanks for putting up with oh, our Star Wars. Oh, this day. person. So they're non-binary. Oh, okay. I believe from that. Attack on Titan. Zoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Han Han Hanji. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, she's cool. She's I'm trying to find some other noteworthy ones. Violet Harper, Halo from Young Justice. You know her? Young Justice. Wow. She's gender queer. I haven't seen that in a really long time. I'm gonna take my pants off. Yeah, that's fine. It's getting really hot up here. It's... We're we're getting sweat out up here. <laughs> it's a schwitz. Book, print, print, comic, and manga. Ooh. Man, I think we need some more, some more uh, gender or non-binary uh, superheroes. If I'm gonna be honest, that'd be good. I know there's a big uh, movement, or not big movement, but I have seen a movement for, you know, getting more superheroes that represent more people. Yeah, man, I'm all for that. Yeah, me too. Who cares? As long as they're fighting crime. Yeah, that's, as long as they're on the good side and their movies aren't garbage. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> In film, uh, the movie is Zoolander 2, and the character is all. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Unless that's a char- is all a character from Zoolander 2, or are they just all? Does that mean they're just all gender or I'd like to think I'd like to think it means all the characters. Yeah, that's what I'd like to think too. Um. I definitely haven't seen Zoolander 2 in a very long time. I've only seen Zoolander 1. I, I saw, obviously, we've seen Zoolander 1 together. Mm-hmm. Um, but Zoolander 2, I think I saw it one time, like around when it came out, just to see if it was good. And it was like not. Or yeah, at least I feel it like when you make notable. a remake a uh, movie Cult like 10 type. years down the road, you make a second iteration mm-hmm. of it. It's just like. Oh, Bloodhound from Apex Legends is non binary. <laughs> what the fuck? Interesting. That's awesome. I would have thought some other characters from Apex would be non-binary before him, but it or before them. I almost I almost oh. slipped up there, yeah. Uh oh. This is interesting. I would definitely recommend just like looking at this list at home. Just th- there's a whole fucking list on uh Wikipedia of list of fictional non-binary characters. So look that up, but uh yeah, we I won't I'll just go back to the Jake Lloyd. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, going back to Star Wars from you, we were talking about beforehand. You have a couple of um, you. You wanted to kind of hit me with some lore slash history. Oh, yeah. You want to hop into the trivia? Let's say while we're talking about Star Wars. Yeah. Why not? In in lieu of our Star Wars day, we've actually been planning this day for over a month, over a month. Yeah. Um, Set back and. It happens. Yeah. But uh, so I got I found a really good quiz. Uh, it's actually over all nine movies. So okay. we'll see how all you right. do. But I've I also seen, I've seen all nine. I'm definitely most familiar with the prequels for sure. Then the originals and then the um, that's about the, how I am. The sequels. Is that what they're going yeah. by? The yeah. the most recent three. Um, so... And then I've seen kind of the Rogue One and Solo. So oh, yeah, I, I, there are, I, I think a... there is a question from Solo. Okay. Yeah. I have a good amount of knowledge, but I'm not as deep into it as Bobby is. We were saying he could do a TED talk on. Yeah, you should I mean, be an maybe, advisor, but... a film advisor at one point. Oh, like they Star should Wars, have you on set cool. as like, you know how they have those people. I like think that's a, what Dave uh... Filoni's for. Yeah. Well, 
um well okay so this this challenge or this uh this quiz i guess is uh 35 questions i got 30 of them so oh wow are we gonna do all 35 yeah they're not too bad they're pretty quick so we'll see how it goes all right so first one and i'll and some of these are a little bit weird so i'll give you some context if necessary um in the confrontation between obi-wan and anakin what dialogue took place before they drew their swords uh, I can Is give it multiple you, choice. Yeah, it's multiple choice. I can give you multiple choice, but if you know it, you can also just say it. Uh, blah blah blah. Eh, you killed her. You have done that yourself. Um, there's a lot. There's a few lines after that. It's the that. very last two lines. Um, I can just read off the choices. Um, you will try. It ends. I know it ends with "You will try" by Anakin. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I forget what Obi Wan says though. Okay, I'll take that because you got most of it, and the that other is ones... literally the last line that is said before yeah. that fight. Starts, and that's the so... that's the giveaway on this one. Yeah, like the four options. That's the only one that says you will try. Uh, okay, and that's then I obvious, then I so. totally got. So that you one. totally got yeah. that one. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, what does Obi Wan say though? What's his line? I will do what I must. I will do what I must. You will try. Yeah, that's right. Okay. All right. What is the name of Anakin's protocol droid, and why has he made it? Um, oh, C three PO to help his mom. There you go, man. Okay. Right, right off the bat. Yeah, pretty quick. All well, right. that that is fresh in the memory. That was that's a, yeah. We just watched it. Phantom yeah, Menace, I figured so. those ones you'll get pretty quick. Yeah. Yep. Whose sword did Obi Wan use to kill Darth Maul? And oh, Qui Gon's. And what color is it? Green. There you go. Yep. That's the right one. I actually so funny story. I thought that that was going to be a question on there on, on this list after oh. you had mentioned that. I was like, I bet that's a that's a question because Darth Maul kicks. Obi Wan's yeah. off, yeah, and he uses Qui Gon. This is also the first time when we watched this movie was that I noticed that uh, Obi Wan's um, lightsaber looks a lot like Qui Gon's, but Qui Gon's just doesn't have that weird ball on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never noticed that they were so similar. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's not true about midi chlorians? A. They are symbiomes with us. B. They only live inside humans. C. They live inside all cells. It's or B. D. They are all alive. You're right. It's I know B. it's B. It's in Cause, everything. Cause it's Every in all, single cell in all, the entire universe. All living things. According to Yoda, which is not true. Hate leads to destruction. Fear is a path to the dark side. Anger leads to hate. Fear leads to anger. Um, I know I would say fear leads to the dark side, although I also think it's anger leads to hate. According to Yoda, which is not true. Oh, which is not true. The first one. Yes. Yeah. Okay, because <laughs> he doesn't say I, I misunderstood. So the, for me, that one was easy because Yoda has never said destruction. Like, yeah. that's such a long word for you. <laughs> All right. Um, when Luke gets <laughs> disarmed, a he has a brew under bruise under both of his eyes. <clears throat> B, he has a bruise under his right eye. C, he has a bruise under his left eye or D, he doesn't have any bruises. Now, I think he has a bruise under an eye and I have to think about. He's holding on, so this side's covered, so I'd say under his left eye. Yeah? Good job. Yes! I actually, <laughs> that's one of the ones I got wrong. <laughs> so you're already I'm just thinking about it, like, uh, cinematically, like, which side would yeah. you want to show? You're you know? pretty smart, man. That's yeah. good. Because I couldn't see that in my head when I was taking yeah. the quiz, so good job. All right. How long did the Clone Wars last? Two, three, four, or five years? Oh. This one I was surprised I got right, actually. I want to say three. Was that an option? Three. Three is an option, and three is correct. Yes. That was just a guess. Yeah. 
This episode is for the Star Wars real yeah, yeah, so hopefully they're it. answering in the background, or everyone's just tuned out at this <laughs> Probably. point. Probably. That's fine. <laughs> um, how many original Star Wars movies did George Lucas direct? Three, four, five, or nine? Oh, did he direct? Yeah, he directed um, I, uh, Five. Five. That's wrong. Oh, what? Um, he was a co-writer and executive producer of all six Star Wars films, well, six originals. Uh, but it was a director for only four of the films. Oh, I just knew about uh, Empire. What? What was the other one? Do you know? What was well, the other he one did... he didn't direct? I know Empire Strikes Back. He didn't direct because that's. Oh, then he did the original, and Return. Maybe it was Return of the Jedi. He didn't direct either. Maybe yeah, because I know he did the original one and he did the prequels. <clears throat> who was the original host of the clones um, oh Django Fett yeah, that's right that's Return of the one. Jedi director oh yeah it was Return of the Jedi Richard oh, Mark, Mark Mark Bond who was the cause of Shmi's death the Tusken Raiders there you okay. go I mean these, some of these are really fresh in the mind I would have also point. taken sand people oh <laughs> who disarmed Anakin <laughs> I love the answer to this too. Who disarmed him? Who disarmed Dan oh, Hagen, I guess it could either be Obi Wan or Count Dooku. Well, which one is? Or it, it who, could technically be Luke Skywalker who as well. Disarmed Anakin. Oh, who, Anakin. Yeah, who literally disarmed Anakin? Uh, uh, um, Count Dooku. Is there any other name for Count Dooku oh, you could use? Darth Tyrannus. That's what it says okay. on here. <laughs> all right. All I right. laughed when I saw that. <laughs> Uh, how many times did Anakin save Obi Wan? Nine, ten, eight, or eleven? Did Anakin save Obi Wan? Yeah, he oh says it. Uh, it's in Revenge of the Sith. Um, oh, and then he says Anakin says one number, and then Obi Wan says another. What are the options? I'm trying to remember. Nine, ten, eight, or eleven. I want to say eight. I think that's right. Yeah, that's wrong. Um, Anakin says he says Obi Wan ten times. Because oh. I'll have to look out for that line. We're, we haven't watched Revenge yet. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to so. watch Revenge. I'm really excited. Um, to whom did Anakin report Palpatine's treachery? Obi-Wan, Yoda, the entire Jedi Council, or Jedi Master Mace Windu? Uh, it would be Windu. Yes. Yeah. That's an easy one. Yeah. What did it's you kind of worded in a weird way? Yeah, it was a little goofy. Some of these are worded weird, yeah. so that's why I said I'll give you some context. What did Yoda say about Qui Gon after discussing Anakin's children? What did Yoda say about Qui Gon after discussing Anakin's children? This is at the end of the third movie. Oh, he's uh, oh that he's figured out a way to speak with him or yeah. something like that. That's yeah. it. That's the one. Yeah. Flying Damn, dude. dude. All right, I knew a little bit more than I thought. You were right. Uh, which planet was the rebel base in A New Hope? I know you know this one. Alderaan? No. Oh, Hoth. Hoth. In yeah. A New Hope. In A New Hope. The rebel base. I'll give you four options. Alderaan, Ido, Endor, or Yavin 4? Oh. Oh, no. It would be uh, Yavin 4. There you go. Yeah. Though, I would have said Alderaan. I would have had a, uh, I would have thought about it wrong and said Alderaan. Yeah. So don't give me that one. I don't need it. All right, I'll, I'll subtract one. Who sent 
who sent the Death Star toward Yavin to destroy the Alliance once and for all? That white dude. That white dude. Yeah, I forget his name. It, it was like the the, the general, old, the old scary guy. Yeah, he was actually a Moff Tarkin. Moff Tarkin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I didn't. Is his name even brought up in the movie yeah. at all? Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh. Um. What's her name? Leia says Moff Tarkin. I I recognize your foul stench when I got on board. <laughs> um. Who shot Vader out of the sky? In A New Hope. Oh, um, Luke? No. Really? That one's wrong. I'll give you the wrong answer for that one. Oh. I'll give you another try, though. I don't know any he of comes those in, pilots' He flies names. in to save the day. Oh, Han Solo. There you go, yeah. yeah. Who is a key member of the Alliance? Luke, Obi-Wan, Han, or Leia? Of the Rebel Alliance? Oh, it would probably be Leia. That is correct. Uh, what planet did Luke go to to find Yoda? Um, don't even read this off because I Dagobah. Yes. Yeah. Dagobah system. Yeah, the Dagobah system. Trust the Dagobah system, or no? Trust the process. What was the name of Han Solo's old friend? Han, old buddy. Oh, Lando Cardrizian. Or <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? Calrissian. Calrissian. <laughs> good old billy d uh what planet did han solo meet his old friend uh uh cloud city uh that's not the planet oh bespin. bespin bespin hey yeah. good job i know that yeah i remember that from the video game the true star wars battlefront video games. yeah definitely who was job of the hut what was his uh like well i can just read the options he was all right, yeah. I mean, sure. Was it's he kind of hard to describe? A Sith, a Jedi, a gangster, or a bounty hunter? Oh, a gangster. Yeah, I knew that. He was, was kind of the Al Capone of yeah, Star definitely. Wars. Yeah, of the Outer Rim. Though I feel like he was a little less mobile. <laughs> like Al Capone, like went on actual heists and such. Whereas yeah. I don't picture Jabba, Jabba the Hutt a, doing that. Yeah, Jabba was. He was a big kind boy. of behind the scenes orchestrator. Yeah. No, that's so funny. He was pulling all the strings, he wasn't but as he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're getting into some uh, sequels. <clears throat> okay, all right. What was Kylo Ren's reaction when Rey said, you're afraid that you will never be as strong as Darth Vader? I can read you options. God, I don't remember this shit. He got pissed off and tortured her even more. He got angry and shouted. He got shocked and stopped hurting her, or he didn't react at all. He got angry and shouted? You know, that's what I guessed, and I was wrong. Uh, that's such a stupid question yeah I'm that was sorry. kind of a bad one yeah. <laughs> it just says that he stopped torturing her which I thought oh. was kind of weird because it's kind of the same as uh, one of the other options which he was, did nothing he or, did nothing or oh, whatever, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and which Star Wars was Daniel Craig a uh, stormtrooper do you know who Daniel Craig is I, yeah James Bond yeah I know who Daniel Craig is but when he was a stormtrooper oh is it Rogue One? No. Oh. It was uh, uh, The Force Awakens. Is that the first one? The, uh, first, the first of, of the, the sequels, sequels, I guess. Because, uh, yeah, I was going to give you a hint uh, that it was the, the pandering episode where they just pandered to all the Star Wars fans, oh, and it's just all kinds God. of like, ooh, look at this cool thing from the old movies that we're putting in the new movie. Yeah. Uh, where was Han Solo murdered? 
on whatever I I know where what wherever Kylo Ren was at. Yeah, his base. Yeah, Star Killer base. I'll give you that one. Star Killer base. Yeah. <laughs> See, like the I feel like the answers to the questions kind of they really paint a picture to the original movies oh, and right. then the prequels and then whatever the fuck happened within because, the last like, five years. Yeah, the original one of the answers was like names like Bespin and yeah. stuff. And now we're getting to Starkiller Base. Starkiller Base. Yeah. God. Who did Ray journey with to find Luke and ask him to be her teacher? Um oh the stormtrooper guy. No. This is when he went when he was in isolation and she was going to find him. She took one person with her. Think Chewbacca. About, yeah. Yes. yes. I was going to say, think about how she got there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, who led a massive attack on the First Order fleet? Who led the attack? Was it Poe Dameron, Leia Organa, Rey, or Snoke? Uh, Leia Organa? That is wrong. It was Poe Dameron. Oh, really? He led the attack, yeah. Oh. Uh, which planet was Luke staying on after he went into exile? Dagobah, Jakku, Ankhto, Jakku. or Endor? Jakku. You're going to go with Jakku? That's wrong. It was Ankhto. Really? Yeah. What's Jakku then? Jakku is, um, it's in, uh, oh, that's Jakku is where uh, Rey is from. That's where we first meet her. Oh, and it's pretty much Tatooine. Yeah, it's like a uh, desert Tatoo- garbage. Yeah, pretty uh, much the same thing. What's it called? A, not a garbage planet, like a waste planet or something where they yeah. have... Uh, a bunch of star destroyers like were just dumped there. Trash is like exported there. Yeah. Um, who is secretly engineering force connected conversations between Ray and Kylo? Uh, so, the Emperor. Uh, that is wrong. It was Snoke. Oh. Which, like, some speculate was a clone of the Emperor. Oh my god. See, th- um, this is when Star Wars really took like a Marvel turn. Yeah, I will say. Well, I mean, that was always kind of a I think the problem with the sequels was just that they didn't have the same person make the second two as they did make the first one. Yeah, that's really where they went wrong. But uh, what did Luke say to Kylo as he put his sword away? Uh, Strike me down now and anger will eat you up. Kill me now. You will die as well. Kill me now and you will never forgive yourself or Strike me down in anger, and I'll always be with you, just like your father. Last one. Hell yeah, it is. Yeah. That one's the most obvious. I didn't even know the answer what, to that. What was the I first it, one? The first answer? Strike know. me down, and I will... Oh, Let me go back. It just sounded really funny. Uh, strike me down now, and anger will eat you up. Eat you up. <laughs> It'll eat you up, bro. Um, <clears throat> okay. Where did Ray bury the lightsabers of her teachers? It's honestly a first full circle kind of answer. Oh. Tatooine? Yes. Okay. I don't remember this actually. This, it's this the part. it's like the last scene in the last movie. Oh. All right, you got two more. All right. Who planted a key flaw in the design of the Death Star that would allow the rebels to destroy it? I'll read the names cuz these are this is uh this is from Rogue One. Jin Erso, Kassan, or yeah, Cassian Andor. Leia or Galen or so? I want to say Jin. It is not Jin. It was actually Galen. Galen is the father. 
Oh. He uh, is the scientist who created the right, right. Death Star. That's a good movie. Rogue One is Rogue a good One is movie. a fantastic yeah. movie. Uh, which planet was Han Solo born on? Hmm. Wet planet. <laughs> Wet planet. Remember that from uh, the Tim and Eric like universe? Oh thing? yeah, Wet I planet. forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it was Corellia. Yes, Corellia. All right, so I, I really didn't get many of the. Uh, the oh, there's sequ- one more. Oh, okay. Which battle was the Emperor killed? Like, what one... planet were they outside of when Darth <laughs> Vader threw the Emperor down the shaft? Oh, um, Endor? Yes. Okay. That one was a poorly worded question. The only reason I got that right was there was a picture. Oh. So you got 24 out of 35. That's that's all right. That's pretty good. I, I think I did really strong for the uh prequels and sequels yeah, or in sure. the originals and then the sequels wrecked me yeah yeah those were tough i definitely got some of those wrong but it's like a lot of con look at my arm i know I, <laughs> i'm I sweating wet. so much i am wet i'm glad i brought another it's kinda, shirt it's kind of like a sauna it is a it's like bit. a schvitz bro i'm yeah. fucking dying it's good though yeah it's it's good for the pores it's Getting good all for the, the soul yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Um, well, that was cool. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. That for those of us that are still with us, thanks for joining thanks for on. Jo- Hopefully, around, yeah. I wonder how many email us at Great Friends Greater Memories on how many out of 35 you got correct. <laughs> yeah. If you're following along. If you're with following us. along, keeping tally. Yeah. Um, so what have you been up to, man? Like, uh, since we've been the last on the pod, how's uh, how's the Miata coming? I know we talked about that last time. The Miata is coming. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. We went on a ride in it recently. I had, yep. I had a good no, time. It's, it's, it's great. It, uh, yeah, I don't know. Did I ever talk about it on here or maybe not? Uh, when you first got it, we chatted about it a little bit, but I know you've put a lot of work into it since then. Yeah, it's so for, for reference, I purchased a 1991 Mazda Miata that had been slightly rear ended with a low end or a low speed at a low speed collision with what I assume is like a larger truck or something based mm-hmm. on the damage. And so I got it on a, on a good deal and I just hooked it up to a tree and like ratchet strapped and pulled out all of the damage and reconstructed it as best I could and then got new parts and put new bumper and trunk and all that on. Yeah. And it turned out good. That's and crazy. Uh, I, I didn't it. realize you did that much to it. Oh yeah. It was, it was a lot. And um, I did have, I did take it to a body shop to get, uh the quarter panels um adjusted because there was like a uh impact dent from when it was rear-ended it kind of dented inward the quarter panels oh wow um so they kind of like pulled that out and fixed all that and did some paint work but um yeah i took it to get aligned and i i let the guy know i was like hey this was in a a low speed collision let me know if something is not lining up and he's like i lined up just fine oh, like wow. as a normal car and everything so that's cool uh safe to say i, I got a, a pretty good deal now that everything is said and done but um yeah no it's For sure it's it's fun it's fun driving stick again it's fun just tooling around in that car i i really like it so. yeah i liked riding in it we're it supposed was, to uh... drive that this morning that's right we talked oh, we? we talked about it at least, oh i don't but, remember yeah. that yeah. yeah it's all right but... yeah but it, yeah it was fun to ride in. i like the the compactness of it and 
Like it's a good car. My head is like just under where the windshield stops. So like if I just kind of lean up a little bit, you get a nice breeze on your forehead. Yeah, <laughs> we're about the same height, and yeah. it, it just like grazes the top of my head. Yeah, that's pretty sometimes. cool. Sometimes, so um, yeah, I like it. Yeah, no, it's a good car. It's it's fun to drive. It's um, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's clean. What more? What more can be said about it? That's I right, guess. man. Yeah. Is but, it uh, uh, is it nice having two cars? You will have the decision if you want it. Yeah, in some regard, I don't really. It's like utility versus enjoyment. True, you yeah. know. I don't like if I'm running an errand, I won't typically take the Miata out because if I'm going to be driving just like down the street in traffic through red lights, it's like mm. I don't know if I really like. That's not super enjoyable, especially driving stick shift. So yeah, for sure. I'll just take my other car, but I have two old cars. The insurance isn't bad on either of them, so. uh Mine was and, really cheap this year. I was very excited about that. Oh, we're moving into the insurance discussion that <laughs> yeah. we have now. Some of that real shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. This is what the people I, want. I have to... Um, so I am about to go on off of... I'm turning 26 in, uh, well, on the 21st, and we're recording this on the 7th. So however many days that is, you know. <laughs> 14. Uh, 14 days, <laughs> I guess, yeah. Some pretty easy yeah, math but, there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I am getting like so many text messages from insurance companies I got or in calls too. I've had to put my phone on full or not full, like silence, uh, for the, uh, any numbers that I don't have saved in my contacts. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, one day I got five calls in an hour from separate numbers. Oh my God. It, it's so bullshit, but, um. I'm just getting annoyed by the amount of calls I get from people's actual numbers. Like somehow some of the companies are using like real numbers to call you from their number because sometimes I'll just get a text from someone that's like, what do you want? And it's a number I don't know. Really? Like this has happened before where someone was like, what do you want? And I was like, I don't. What do you want? I was like, what do you want? I've never even talked to you before. And he said, you just called me. And I said, "Uh, no, I didn't. And he says, yes, you did. And he'll send me a. He sent me a screenshot of like his uh, recent calls or something. I was like, dude, it's a scam call. Like, oh, so this was an actual person. Yeah, this was an actual person texting me, like saying that I contacted them, but I was like, no, I didn't. But it was just a scam. It's kind of a wild move by that person to like text the number. Right. Like, well, I mean, I understand. Yeah. Well, if if you don't know that what that's what's happening, then I kind of understand it. You know, I probably would do the same thing. But since, excuse me, uh, I've like had a lot of those calls before. So I just know, like, if I don't know the number, it's probably not for me. That's a good that's a good way to live life. Yeah. Or they'll leave a message if it's really important. Exactly. So or leave a text message. It is also very little PSA here. Make sure you set up your voicemail because I didn't set up mine for like a year and a half there for a while after I got one of my new phones. I just noticed it like I think maybe five months ago now. But recently I was like, oh, my voicemail is not even set up. Voicemail is a weird thing. It is. It's kind of. It doesn't feel like it should still be. It feels like the newspaper kind well, of. I th- the reason I didn't do it too was like when you switch iPhones, it it's supposed to copy. Like I mean, I basically I bought a new iPhone. You do the copy thing where paste. you set it next to each other, and it basically copies all the stuff over. Yep. And I I didn't have to change any of the settings, so I just assumed that my voicemail was also the same. I actually way, just but... recently got a new iPhone, so maybe I should check that yeah, to make sure check. I still have my voicemail. Set yeah, because I was like, I was wondering why I wasn't getting voicemails for a while, and then yeah. someone brought it up to me. They were trying to leave me a voicemail, and I was like, Why would you leave me? Maybe a voicemail? I'll periodi- <laughs> periodically try to leave you a voicemail just to make sure. <laughs> kind of like we're accountability partners yeah, for, for voicemails. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with that. 
<laughs> Would you guys talk about that a lot when you went to church, like uh, having an accountability partner? Is that? Oh, I do remember us talking about that. I remember but, that uh, being a big youth group. Topic, yeah. You know? Yeah. You need someone who's going to call you late at night and make sure you read your Bible verses or something. I remember that. And it was, was more like, in the context nah. of like making sure you're not like watching porn or something. Oh, really? Yeah. At that's least not how that's how was. that's how it was framed to us. Well, uh, at Rhymer, they weren't very um, where I went to church. They weren't very direct like that in terms of. Uh, Stuff like that, like watching porn or something. They were just like, you know, make sure you do the right thing and, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. Like really basic. But then yeah. it was like also very hypocritical. So it was hard to take them seriously. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe we're accountability partners. I think we, we are. Keep well, that's each other what, accountable. To me, that's what a good friend is, is someone who holds you accountable. Like if you're going to be on some bullshit, I'm going to call you out. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, our, our mutual friend, Justin, I've seen him, you know, start down a path of some bullshit and I'll call him out on it. <laughs> And he's like, oh, you know what? You're right. Like, he's like happy to hear that. And I would expect the same thing from him. I'd love to hear that from him. Yeah, no, that's good. If I'm going down a path of like something that I shouldn't be getting into. People don't like me. All right. I'll I'll say this. I've been called out many times for my bullshit and I've been mad in the moment, but Mm -hmm. happy in In retrospect. Yeah, for sure. So what uh, kind of bullshit you get into? You seem like I don't I don't get into bullshit anymore for the most part. Yeah. in my younger years, okay. I would say I would get into I would I, w- I would just be uninformed about some things. Oh, I can respect. That, I would have yeah. negligent. Uh, I would have negligent worldviews, or or ne- I'm, that even sounds too extreme. Like to unempathetic worldviews. Maybe type. unempathetic. Maybe just uninformed. Not somebody else. Yeah. Uninformed yeah. is a good yeah. word. Yeah. 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 Just not seeing the other perspective. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I can get I tunnel vision. That, so that happens. Yeah. That happens a lot, man. Like even even with people who are like pretty self aware and try to stay quote unquote woke. Uh, you know, it happens like you don't you don't see everything. You don't see every perspective. So, you know, uh, you can have some weird opinions. But, you know, as long as you're open, open to other people's perspective and change. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You know, as long as you're not going to get mad at someone for uh, differing their opinion. Yeah, you can't get mad. Yeah, that's one thing that uh, really bugs me. I got some guys I work with that, uh, you know, they have different they have more conservative opinions than I do, but they tend to get angry when I try to have a conversation with them. And I'm like, no, dude, I don't mean any disrespect. I'm just trying to, you know, learn a little bit more about you. Maybe you can learn a little bit more about me, but I'm not trying to be an asshole or anything, but people just don't like to have conversations. It's kind of ridiculous. You're just trying to say your piece. Yeah. Speak your piece. Speak your your mind, brother. Protect your neck. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Um, I understand kind of moving on from that, that there's a question there's a question for me from your oh yeah we got some brother uh, or... so usually we we read our emails but um this particular person is uh, not super active on the email so uh, I went ahead and reached out to him yeah uh, but shout out Tyler yeah. sending in this awesome question um so last time we talked or I don't think it was last time but we have uh, talked before on the podcast about uh, your love for Tame Impala and uh, you okay. said specifically that you stand Tame Impala. And uh, Tyler would like to know why you stand in Tame Impala, not in a ew Tame Impala type statement, but in a like, why specifically do you enjoy Tame Impala? What what is it about him that reaches out to you? Oh, okay. Well, I will I will preface this by saying I'm not as big of a fan as I once was. I was like, I would say I was probably. You know how Spotify now does that, like, you're in the top 5% or oh, whatever right. of listeners. I was probably in the top, I was in the upper 1%. Nice. You know, I was the 
the side that Occupy Wall Street was <laughs> was rioting against for Tame Impala. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was upper one percent there. Um, now I've kind of strayed away, especially since the. It's not that I don't listen to Tame Impala. It's just that I, I like listening to other music, and also I just don't listen to like. I don't binge music as much as I used to. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that's getting older. Like it's harder for me. I know I'm like really straying off the point at this point, but um, it's no, harder for me to listen to music throughout the workday just because I'm like thinking a lot. Like oh, it, yeah. it, it kind of messes with my me like thinking. But anyways, um, that's besides the point. Um, why I liked Tame Impala or still do like Tame Impala so much is I was in a point in my life where I was, I would say I was at, I was at, uh, I was at a, I was at a transition, I suppose, where I was no longer a boy, but I wasn't, I was becoming a man. Right. (laughs) And I I was just getting things figured out and I was figuring out, you know, like who am I, um, who am I, you know, what, what am I supposed to be doing here? And, uh, that music is just, I'd say fairly, uh, maybe to some extent pseudo cerebral, like it, it's talking about pretty general concepts, but like in a very mystical kind mm. of way yeah. is a lot of the themes of of Tame Impala's music, which I think resonates with a lot of people, which is why they're so popular now mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but some of their earlier work, or I know it's just Kevin Parker, all the memes about, you know, Tame Impala is just one guy. I know yeah. that. Um, but some of the earlier music I think was from a very, very like vulnerable place. And that resonated with me because I felt that same exact way. So, um, I don't know. It was just, so it's like a, a sort of a, a cross in time between the way you felt just in your whole life perspective. And then the music he was putting out just kind of talked about the same things. And you met at like a point. I would say so. Yeah. And I mean, I'd been a fan of, I, I wouldn't even say I'd been a fan, but I'd listened to like Tame Impala for a few years before that, mm-hmm. um, since like I'd say the Lonerism album, but it it didn't resonate with me until Post Currents came out, mm-hmm. and then I started. Li- I, one day I remember at work, just I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna just like listen to the whole catalog of like Inner Speaker, Lonerism again, and all that." I was like, "Wow, this is awesome! This nice. is cool! Like, I love psychedelic music still. It way back, even going back to like Jimi Hendrix and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's like what I listened to in For like sure. high school." And, Beatles, Zeppelin, to some extent, they're kind of rockers. Yeah, a little they're less rockers, but more... also psychedelic. Yeah, in, it's in like some things sort too, of or- so. not orchestral, but it sort of tells a story in a yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, and just even more modern indie bands that I liked better at the time, being yeah. like Neon Indian and Toro y Moi, for oh, instance. They uh, had some parallels, so yeah. I was like, I like the style, I like the messaging, and it, it just it was just kind of like a perfect uh formula there you go for what i was feeling at that time mm-hmm. and some of the music still does resonate with me a little bit and i, I enjoy it or it, it takes me back to when i was first really starting to enjoy that music and i enjoy that but i don't know anymore i've listened to it so much mm-hmm. and i've kind of like worn out the uh i've worn out the um the the uh tape bearing so to speak and oh yeah it, sometimes it, it'll take me a little while it's like all right yeah maybe i'll listen to some tame impala and you'll kind of jam a little bit it's but like it's, yeah this is nice same. but yeah. it's it, it it can never it can never recapture that moment that i initially had that that time when i was really just digging the music yeah. i guess so I, yeah as you're saying that that 
I feel the same way about how I was really into because the internet by Childish Gambino for yep. a long time. That yep. album was like really, uh, it really resonated with me a lot. And you know, it was just kind of like where I was in life and what he was talking about on the album kind of met. And it was just like sort of a perfect. And then just the music itself just kind of like really felt some sort of way like when I listened listen to it. But now, you know, years later, I can still jam out to it, but it's not something that I'm putting on as much as I used to, you know. Um, you even have a tattoo for oh, I have a Childish, um, Childish Gambino. Gambino. Yeah, it's from the Sick Boy era. Sick Boy era. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people think it's Eric Cartman, but it's not. I'm not familiar. Eric Cartman from South Park. Oh, okay. well, yeah. I'm not a huge South Park fan, but I yeah, yeah, actually yeah. now that you say that, I do Makes know what character you're talking about. Yeah. Um, do you ever look at the stats for Spotify.com? Stats for Spotify? Yeah. All no. stats for Spotify.com. If you log in, it'll tell you your all time artists and tracks and genres. Well, I have I have uh a login now, but I'm sure it would be Team Impala, but um I have Last FM set up, which also Oh that's I, cool. that's been tracking me since twenty ten. Oh wow, that's crazy. <laughs> so uh, at one point it disconnected though, so let's see, top artists. Mm-hmm. Show me your all time, I want to see. All time. Probably I pulled be. mine up. Tame Impala, Tori Mwat, Todd Rundgren. So your number one is Tame, though? Yep. That's yep. funny. Yep. That's awesome. Does it tell you how many times you've, like, scrabbled? No, or... oh, I don't okay. think so. It's just a... Uh... And Tori Mwat, number two. Number three, Todd Rundgren. Number four, Steely wow. Dan. Five, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Wow. Six, Young Thug. Seven, Freddie Gibbs. Eight, Mac DeMarco. Do you agree with this list? Yeah, I, I do Um, pretty pretty closely, honestly. Um, I feel like mine's more mainstream than yours. Really? Yeah, I've I mean, got I, I, ten is Drake, eleven Lil Baby. Oh wow, like, nice. Twelve Vampire Weekend, thirteen Washed Out, fourteen Real Estate, fifteen. I'm proud of this one, John Coltrane. Oh, very. That's cool. a good one up yeah. there. Yeah, Beach House, Big Thief. That's cool. Or wait, Beach Fossils, Big Thief, Beach House. Then Travis Scott, Beach Boys, Sufjan. What about top tracks? Man, this is interesting. I didn't know this existed. Yeah, I mean my top, top track. Oh, last four weeks. All right, all time. Let's see. My top track all time. This can't be right. This must have just started like not super long ago. Patience by Tame Impala. Is your top track of all of time? Of all time. That wow. doesn't make sense to me. Vamos a la playa. Yeah, mine's 10. a mine's a five iron frenzy song. Really? Yeah. You know what's crazy is this happens a lot with me. My top tracks tend to be the first track on an album because oh, I'm a yeah. big album guy. You start you start the album, but maybe you don't maybe finish I don't it. finish it. Yeah, like uh, my number nine is We've Only Just Begun by the Carpenters, which I think is actually the second track. But my uh, last six months is all um, from my uh, 1991 Mazda Miata. Playlist. Hell yeah, it is. I bet it is. Dude. Make it with you, bread. Vamos a la playa. Hold the line, Toto. Bittersweet, Billy Ocean. Long train running, Doobie Brothers. Never too much, Luther Vandross. I love that song. Um, yeah, wow. Last four weeks is what you want, Torley Moi. I've been listening to some Torley Moi this week. Yeah. So I know you haven't been uh, making too much music lately, but I have actually been like really into that recently, making okay. a lot of good stuff. And uh, one thing that I've been doing a lot too is watching YouTube videos on like people who make music, like. Uh, people working in DAWs and stuff, making beats and stuff. Uh, like Kenny Beats has a lot of good stuff on there where um, people upload his uh, Twitch streams onto YouTube. 
Yeah. And uh, it's literally just he does him. Music. He does beat critiques, doesn't he? Yeah, and he does on that Twitch. too. Yeah, there's a lot of cool shit on there. Yeah, I've seen those. But he'll literally just do like him making a beat and you'll get to see his thought process and stuff. And like you learn so much just by watching people. Same with like T-Pain or uh, I've been watching Jacob Collier. I don't know if you're fam- familiar with him. He's a British artist. Mm-mm. He's won like a EDM? few. No, Jacob Collier makes uh, this like really cool. Uh, it's like uh, sort of a funk R&B. Um, he does a lot of vocal tracks. Like when he makes music, it's very uh, harmonizing and stuff. He'll self-harmonize. Um, oh, I recognize this and, guy. Yeah, he'll work with people like T-Pain and uh, Ty Dolla Sign who do a lot of that sort of self-harmony <clears throat> type stuff. But he's like very talented. And I've been watching. I've learned so much from this guy um, just in the last like few months that I've known about him. Um, but I love doing stuff like that because then like I'll take all those influences of the shit that you know I've been listening to. Like I know when you make music, you're heavily influenced by Neon Indian and Tame Impala and stuff. It really shows in the stuff that I've heard you make, and I've noticed as well. Um, actually, the intro for this podcast is a new one. Uh, right. and uh, someone told me that it sounds a lot like Jacob Collier, which I was very happy to hear because, uh he's an influence that I want in my music. So I thought it was really cool that I was able to do something like that. And yeah, it's like kind of a simple, like little, uh, harmony thing, but you know, it's something that I didn't know that I, that I didn't know it was something that I could do until I heard that. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, like, like I watched a video of him doing that. The same thing where he'll, he'll start with one note and then add a bunch of notes after, but he does it in like 30 seconds. He can do it like super fast. He's so Mm -hmm. talented and just like, obviously he's practiced at it. Whereas, this intro took me like an hour and a half to do start to finish. That's okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's cool that it takes a while. I'm learning, like I'm figuring it out for myself, but it's like really crazy how the difference between someone, like we're the same age, but he, you know, I mean, I think he's a little bit older than me, but we're he's about a little the same older age. than me. He was born in 94, 94. Yeah. So he's only a couple of years older, but uh, just like, you know, the talent that he has as well as all the experience that he's gone through over the years. Rachel's mom just texted me. Do you like boss gags? Hell yeah, we I like boss gags. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty lowdown. That maybe. was like a really timely. That was like a good question to pop up. Uh, this yeah. is just a text message. There's a, on my laptop. But. There's a scene in Breaking Bad where uh, they don't know boss. Where Walt is pissed yeah, at. He's like, yeah. my son doesn't know who boss gags yeah, is. Yeah. Like, of course he doesn't know who boss gags is. Nobody. Boss gags is on my uh, 91 boss. I would hope playlist. so. Yeah, yeah, that's a good play. Lowdown. That song. Dirty lowdown, man. Yeah, that's a good that's, song. That's kind of popular song yeah that's a great track, um, man. did we answer that was that just that was tyler's question there yeah or? just asking okay. about uh why you stand tame impala he just wants to know you know it's a good band and i understand you know uh for me i always thought it was more uh like kevin parker's a big drummer and i know you're well i mean okay yeah so i, I guess i should have expanded on that i mean i really appreciate uh the production aspect and the musicianship behind it of of course that's why like you listen to most music yeah and that was a huge inspiration for me as a drummer with i would say a similar drumming style where it's like a little less i mean i i had formal lessons but like most of my learning came from just playing with bands and kind of doing more non-traditional learning well if i can Um, if i can interject here to me uh kevin specifically his drums aren't flashy. He just knows how to create a vibe so well yeah. with drums. Some of the drums are are fairly. I mean, there's no beat pattern that's like, I would say as I consider myself like a very intermediate level drummer. Yeah, you know, but it wouldn't be like, <laughs> oh, I I couldn't play that if I like, 
sat down and, and practice at it for maybe 10, 20 minutes. Yeah. Like I could play any of the beats, any, any drum pattern pretty much that With I think it's been played. Sure. But uh, yeah, it is, it's, there are like a lot of creative um, motifs in the uh, pattern. I w- in, in the drum uh, beats and patterns and such, I, w- I will say uh, just like interesting ways of using uh, the, the drums and sometimes even uh, incorporating like a, a flaw within oh, the beat, course, like yeah. a, you accidentally hit the side of the snare or you hit your sticks together or something, but that still plays into part of the drum beat. One thing that I always really liked was the way he compresses his drums. I don't like, I've never been been able to recreate some of the sounds that he does. Yeah. I, I and to me, it's just a lot of uh, obviously experience and practice and compression and stuff. But the, I don't know the way they resonate sometimes is something I've never really heard it's very, before. It's a very unique sound that I think very a lot unique. of other artists have now adopted, which yeah. is cool. Um, and it, it, cause it, it, cause it sounds good, but, um, I got to tell you one time I was, uh, speaking of like just compressing drums, I, uh, was reading, there's like a Wikipedia article just about, um, that, um, in the air tonight. Oh, uh, yeah. what's his name? Phil Collins. Phil Collins. That Phil, yeah. In the air tonight where that was like, he said they were just in the studio and they just decided to try out compressing these drums a new way. And then it, they just ended up creating basically an entire genre of, like drum producing yeah essentially yeah. well i mean i i think that uh one of the first people to really do it that way would have been todd rungren oh for sure Some i would agree with that his well. early 1970s work um yeah because he was doing stuff well i mean it was a about the same time uh well, I guess it would be Genesis. A true star. But was it would have been Genesis era, but pre Phil Collins Genesis. But yeah. uh, when well, the air tonight didn't that come out in the eighties? It did, and it was actually not a Genesis track, even though Phil Collins wrote it for Genesis, but they didn't want it, and then it ended up being oh, wow. like the biggest track of that year. Eighty one, yeah, yeah, it was like early eighties. That's a timeless song, obviously. But yeah, you're right. Todd Rundgren is definitely a, a forerunner for. He's a he's a savant in uh, any sort of psychedelic rock. Uh, and that's definitely list. a guy I need to get more into. He's someone I kind of have passed. I don't not passed up on, but just he's never really come up in some of the stuff that really like the albums that really impact me as a person. Well, our good friend Joey Hughes, yeah, very into him, uh, got me onto him, and then. So that happened before, and then I hit my Tame Impala phase that we were talking about, and then listening to interviews, Kevin Parker saying, like, oh, when I listened to Todd Runger and A Wizard, A True Star, it was, like, super impactful. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that makes complete sense, Having now knowing both both of your music, like, right. the tie-in there, so, yeah. Uh, one thing I do want to give you credit for super publicly was um, you had a playlist that you created many moons ago called uh, the pop punk survival guide. Yeah. And that playlist literally put me on to so much music. I'd never like you put me on to neon Indy and you put me on to tame and all that kind of stuff that that was like a whole vibe that I had never even heard before. And you like, you sort of opened my eyes and then that got me into stuff like thundercat who I am obsessed with. I love mm-hmm. thundercat and like flying Lotus and stuff. You like, Definitely opened my eyes to like a whole indie genre of music that I had never heard before. Yeah. Whereas before that, I was just into like heavier, like Linkin Park and uh, stuff like that. You know. Oh, I mean, Linkin Park's awesome. Oh, they're the best. But uh, it's like uh, 
I mean, that has its its place in music, and then there's like you know artists like Tame and stuff that have their place. It's like a different vibe, but something I didn't even know. Not not that I didn't know existed, but that I didn't know I would like a lot. Yeah. So, um, Rachel and I were talking last night. Uh, we ended up going to a uh, Rubber Ducks baseball game. I saw that on her story. That, oh, that it's a Triple A baseball team in Akron uh, around us. For those who are unfamiliar, but anyways, um. There was also, we were considering, well, I wasn't really considering, but she's like, oh, there's an Eagles cover band at Lock 3. Oh, cool. And I was like, do they still do Rocket on the River? I don't know. They were they were rocking over there. That's for sure. We we heard it when we were walking back to our car. But anyways, I was like, there's really not any cover band I would want to see at this point. Most definitely. Like, I don't want to see a Led Zeppelin cover band. I don't want to see a Beatles cover band. I don't want to see a Eagles cover band. I don't um, want to see Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. And we were like talking, like, what's a cover band you would you would want to see? And I said, uh, the the only cover band I'd want to see is a Lincoln Park cover band. Mm. <laughs> I think that would be pretty fun. That would be. I I mean, they might still play live, anyways, but uh, not not as Lincoln Park. Oh, seriously, what I do think they go since under now they don't have, they just haven't done anything since oh, uh, since yeah. the incident. Right, right, right. Um, I know Mike Shinoda's released some stuff. I don't know if the other guys have been working on anything. I haven't. I guess I haven't really kept on it up on it too much, but like, you know, I'm definitely at my foot in the door, so I've been waiting for anything. So but. have you heard about um it's Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington are like uh like QAnon people now think they were like assassinated by um like the Hillary administration or wow. something because they had info and all this. Yeah. That's a little bit far fetched, I think. I think Hillary I think they would have been on her side. <laughs> Well, I don't think she would have wanted to take them out, but yeah, I'm with her. Chester Bennington and Chris Cornell. <clears throat> that was around that time, right? It was within 20... a couple weeks. That's <laughs> 2016, I think. Well, that would have been around the time of the election. Yeah. Well, so. that would have been after the election. Wasn't it? The election was in November 2016. Oh, November 2016. You're right. Time flies. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, that last presidency was super fun. Yeah, that's definitely a word I would use. Everything within the last few years, I've said this many times, maybe even on record, everything, and I won't even say what everything is because everyone knows, has broken people's brains. People's mm. brains are legit broken. Like no one knows how to properly function anymore yeah. as like a decent person. Well, Sometimes don't I don't to... even know. I feel like people also have lost all trust in their government. I no matter what side you're yeah, on, yeah, I can't. Or I can't what you fully believe blame in. people for. Like it's hard to blame the person versus blaming like the greater uh, force that has forced them, or not forced them, but like gotten them to this point. I guess right. right yeah, I could agree. Banana. Yeah. Taste it. I taste it. That Delta Eight is really good, and I love that it's legal in Ohio and we can partake in Delta Eight. <coughs> I was talking to Justin about um, I recently got a Jewel and I found out they make THC Jewel carts, but you have to like, they're like kind of expensive, obviously. <laughs> and then he was telling me uh, the other day you can get Delta Eight Jewel pods. Have you had Delta Eight? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I still I, haven't tried it. It's honestly not. You know, on I've record, on, on record, not saying I have experienced the real thing here in Ohio, but I did go to Michigan and <laughs> legally experience the real thing. I'll yeah. say that. 
uh, and having Delta Eight here in Ohio, I cannot really tell the difference. <laughs> Interesting. And some people say like it's supposed to be um, like more of a body thing or mm. whatever, less anxiety. I don't. I think that's all marketing. I, I think it just if that makes you feel better, then great. Yeah, if you have sure. more confidence in it. But it, me, someone. So I went over to one of my good friends' uh, house. Um, his name is Josh, or his apartment, I guess it is. And uh, he had Delta Eight dabs. And I took Whoa. a Delta Eight dab, and I was I was like ascending. But how how can um, you how do you handle a dab? Can you take it? Or? I've taken dabs. Like actually, funny enough, when I was hanging out with Josh when he lived in California, when it, so again all legal there, we took dabs, and all I did was I took it and I hung out for like maybe twenty minutes, and then I was like, I need to go to sleep. So I just went yep. to bed, and at that point it was like pretty late at night. It was probably like midnight or one or something. Nice. And um, I'm in California, having come from Ohio, so it's more like four o'clock, uh, my time. Yeah. Right. So um, yeah, I've only done dabs a couple times though. You know what's crazy? I <laughs> we're talking about California time is like I'm at a point in my life where I, I have to do the math on like West Coast time more often. Just. For like mostly just entertainment reasons, just like people that I follow or YouTubers and shit like. um, Or even uh, like the Olympics, it's not West Coast, but it's even more like just doing math for like other time zones. I feel like I never had to do that for the first maybe 20 years of my life. Yeah. And now all of a sudden I'm like more globalized or something. You know what? uh, You know what place I fucking hate because of their time zone bullshit? Hit me with it. Phoenix, Arizona. Because they don't observe daylight savings. Oh. So half the time, you'll assume they're one time, but they're actually not observing daylight savings, so you're an hour off. Is that the entire state? I don't know if it's the state or... Let's see. That's pretty... Uh, I actually did not know that, that they don't observe uh, daylight savings. Let's see. Phoenix daylight savings. Phoenix currently observes Mountain Standard Time all year. DST no longer in use. Clocks do not change in (laughs) Phoenix, Arizona. So it's just constantly the same... They don't, yeah, they don't ever change. I would clocks. honestly prefer that at this point. Like, yeah, I mean, it makes daylight it, savings is for farmers, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's to extend, uh, the amount of daylight that they can have into harvest season. So, okay. The daylight, the, the amount of time that there is daylight is the exact same, whether or not we change the hours or not. The only difference is. They have to get up earlier at certain times of the year and not at other. Well, times of the it, year. yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, yes, I think it's more of a commerce thing. Farmers can are have an extra hour to set up a shop or to uh, peddle their wares yeah, to uh, <laughs> whoever peddle their uh, wares. Because <laughs> um, she it, has coin if you have a wares. Yeah, but uh, I, I guess it's more something like that. But I do agree it is. It's it's hard to relate it to uh, this day and age when um, probably a decent <laughs> amount of farm work is like automated at this point. Yeah, I would imagine, so. or done by like a massive machine. Right. Yeah. No, I I agree. Yeah, this is a really cerebral episode. Yeah, we're getting uh, deep today. This is we're really I like kind it. of un un untangling the uh, the inner weaves of society. <laughs> I think uh, I like it. Yeah. No, this is good. This is good. It's kind of like Joe Rogan-esque. <laughs> you know what you need to do is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
God, no. I have uh, I have some friends with some very strong opinions on Joe Rogan. You know what? I will say this. Maybe it's a hot take. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But I think Joe Rogan gets as I don't listen to him. I, I did at one point uh, very casually. Yeah. Um, but I think he gets a lot of unnecessary hate. I think a lot of people like listening to him because it's legitimately interesting. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I don't really care to listen, but. I think a lot of people just like to hate on Joe Rogan now because Definitely. it's like a, a cool thing to do. Yeah, right? I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Not that. And again, I don't I don't necessarily like him or agree with his ideals or agree with, you know, right. kind of the way he does things. But I like I, I, don't, I don't think agree. it's that detrimental. Like people are like you had Alex Jones. I'm like, oh, come most on, people yeah. are. You know, people that watch Joe Rogan. I'm that's sure something, aren't able to. That's understand. something I don't understand is that people will condemn someone for giving someone a platform, but why not give someone a platform just so that you can make fun of them? Like that's not what Joe yeah. Rogan's doing, but that's what you can do with what he's doing. Yeah, he's taking it seriously, but he's also trying to keep guests. He can't invite someone like Alex Jones on and just make fun of him the whole time. Like he's got to take him seriously because he's got to hold him for I mean, four hours yeah. or whatever. It's also kind of just fascinating then, uh, to see, like, and I mean, I, 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 I haven't seen any of those um, episodes with uh, Alex Jones, but from my understanding, it's like he's just kind of like a normal dude, and it's pretty easy to see through the facade of what is Infowars when yeah. you watch that. It's like, oh, he's just like riling people up for views yeah, and clicks and, and like ad revenue or whatever, however the fuck he makes money. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's what all this, no one, no one that's like that extreme. That is, I guess an influencer because I know real people uh, unfortunately get sucked into this, but like no one really believes that like oh, the course. Steven Crowder guy or the uh, uh, Ben Shapiro right. or any of those guys that are far, or I could even say probably some far right from some, or sorry, some far left stuff. No one really, I think, believes that. But pe people do, everyday folks like you and me mm -hmm. that, you know, fall victim to it. They'll believe it. And all that matters is they're the ones that are, you know, watching and clicking and right. whatever, consuming, right? <laughs> but also, so. if you don't agree with something, just don't watch it. Like, it's not made for you then. Yeah. Don't yeah. watch something that's going to piss you off. If you start to disagree with something to the point that it even raises your blood pressure at all, just stop watching it. Like you know don't hate on something that uh doesn't affect you at all yeah you know what i mean we so, might get some angry emails because like there's people <laughs> i hope we get more emails maybe we don't get enough um but there's people who you know just won't watch steve crowder or you know any shit like that that's like super extreme but then they'll hate on joe rogan for whatever he's doing but it's like you're not watching that so why not just not watch joe rogan i don't know that's that's how i see it <clears throat> but you also watch steven crowder no. louder with the Crowder, only the only reason i know about that is from uh, h3 because uh, uh, ethan klein literally uh so he, um steve crowder like called out ethan klein to do a uh a debate with him or something yeah uh so he went on uh louder with crowder but then snuck in uh some other guy i forget his name um that is an actual person who knows information. Like Ethan Klein is just like, I'm just a dumb YouTuber. I don't know anything about politics or whatever. And you're inviting me on your show to basically make it look like, you know, more than me. Owns the libs. Yeah. But like the only reason you know more than me is because you actually care about this bullshit. And like, I don't, that's mm -hmm. like, that was Ethan's thing. So he brought in someone who was actually 
so like basically Steve Crowder, but more liberal and has another show that has like million subscribers that has grown since this happened, but basically just pulled him on. And then it just Steve Crowder just like shut down and blew up and just started like freaking out and like didn't have the debate because he oh. was like, oh, you're cheating. You're bringing in this guy. But then Ethan the whole time is like, but I'm an idiot. I don't know anything. Why would you want to debate me? Yeah, I don't know. The whole that whole world. They're all going to hell. They're all <laughs> going to hell. We're all going to hell, they're dude. All going to hell. Have you seen The Good Place? No. Uh, that's a show about how everybody goes to hell. Yeah. Like there's no, you know, and no this matter is what purgatory or whatever. The world is. Is that what it's supposed to be? The premise? No, or, uh, uh, no we're still uh, in the maybe world. That's but a different show. Yeah, it's probably something else. Lost, maybe. Well, did, I know we've, we've been talking a while and it's getting pretty hot. I didn't know if you had. I know Bobby, you know, for the so the audience knows Bobby's done a lot of the legwork and getting uh, kind of the creative juices flowing on this and bringing oh, wow. the topics, bringing the Star Wars questionnaire and <laughs> the Tyler question and all of that. Do you have any other tricks up your sleeve at this point? Or? At this point, not really. I okay. was just going to, you know, after I asked you what you've been up to, that was kind of the cap on it. That's um, always a good question. But you were also very helpful in bringing up the topics that, you know, I was going to get to him, but you were just already, you're that much faster. I'm, a good, like, I'm a good host. I'm like Ryan Seacrest, kind <laughs> of, you know. You can be Ryan Seacrest. And, yeah. I'll and you'll be, be Simon Cowell. Oh, I wasn't going to say or that. Or Reggie but. Jackson. I like Reg. Yeah. I'll take that. He's a really good bassist, session bassist. <laughs> I'm not as good of a bassist, but. Well, you can always try. Keep watching those YouTube videos. I think you can learn. That's right, so. man. That's what I'm about. He might have a master class on bass, actually. <clears throat> oh. If you. You know, I don't know. Might be interesting. Yeah. Anyways, I think we can tie this one up. Yeah. Put a nice little bow on this. <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's nice. It's nice being back. Uh, we're back here after just like a short little wait there. So apologize yeah. for you know a, a lag in a cup for a couple weeks there. But um, <laughs> what uh, I don't even remember what our 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 socials or vitals oh, are. Man. Gmail. Our All right. Email great, us. Great friends. Greater great memories. Friends. Greater memories at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Uh, at Bob and Andrew forever on some stuff. Bobby and not and that Andrew on other stuff. Forever. Let me Google it. It's f- at f- the number four EVA. Bobby Andrew forever. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Twitter. Bobby Andrew for the number four Eva EVA. EVA. <laughs> yep. I remember it now. It's all coming back Um, on Twitter. And is that? Instagram too. Oh, we have a Facebook as well. I forgot about that. Oh wow, how about that? We're on all the socials. You'll find us. Yeah. We just... also have an anchor.fm. I think that's got everything linked on it. I'm gonna Google us. Let's see. Bobby and Andrew are great friends. Well, this is not us. Here it is. All right, we're so we're on Spotify. Wow. Yeah, of course we are. Oh shit. That's we're how I listen Podbay. to us. Podbay.fm too. We should be on Anchor.fm. I think that's our host. Yeah, let's see. Anchor.fm slash Bobby hyphen Andrew. I think it's Bob hyphen Andrew. Or maybe it is Bobby. I don't remember. Bob Andy forever. Yep. Bobby hyphen Andrew. Anchor.fm slash Bobby hyphen Andrew. Um, Got all our apps on it. Yeah. So all our uh, links. It's been... Yeah, so this is episode 12. Cool. 
I did, I'd say it went pretty well. That was a good, yeah, great start, man. Great, I think great start to a new season. That's right, new beginnings, new beginnings. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Love you.